0: Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast with me, your host, Pandora Paloma, a visibility and business mastery coach bringing a unique fusion of strategy meets spirituality to visionary entrepreneurs across the globe. With 20 plus years of communications experience and five years running my own online business, I help women in the online space and creative industries get seen and scale to their next level. This has looked like tripling their income in a year, getting fully booked in six months, sold out programs, and executing five-figure launches. Personally, I run my own multi six-figure business, and in this podcast, I give you a behind the scenes of how I do this, my life, and my method. If you're a visionary entrepreneur, mover and shaker, and you're ready to meet more of your magnetism, welcome to my world. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Magnetic Woman podcast. I am chiming in with a short and sharp episode today. A five minute uh, upgrade, mindset, reset for you. Something that has come up with one of my clients at every stage, so in each individual mastermind over the last week, has been self-worth. And I myself, raising my hand, I have had to do so much work on feeling into my worthiness and it has occurred uh, uh, been required should we say at every single stage and I thought I would just explore with you how I personally have overcome you know not feeling worthy at each stage and also some of the things that I uh, invite my clients to do when we are nurturing and building their self-worth. So in the early stages, the likelihood is you do not have evidence, right? You do not have evidence that you have done the things that you desire to do before. And also at this stage, it can feel really easy to feel that imposter syndrome. Do I know enough? Um, I haven't done this for, you know, enough time. Um, Am I worthy of charging these prices? And ultimately, imposter syndrome, my view on it is it's self-doubt. Yeah, we just don't have the evidence that we can do the things because we haven't done them before. And therefore, at that stage, we really, really need to back ourselves because we're building evidence along the way. That can be really difficult. So what I always advise at this point is to create your evidence list. Now, some of these things might not be, you know, I've had a client pay me 2000 pounds because that might not have been something that you've experienced yet. However, what you will have is evidence that you have created change in people's lives. So, you know, if you are training to be a coach, you will have supported people in, you know, their own challenges and, Uh, reframing their subconscious beliefs and, you know, help them to feel more confident to, you know, take the next step in their life or their business, whatever industry, you know, and, and themes that you explore in your work. So you can start to build what I call your evidence list. Like, I know that I can do this because whilst you might not have the exact evidence, you will have supportive evidence that you can do the thing. So for example you know, for me, uh, when I went from intuitive eating and living coaching, which is what I did um, at the first kind of couple of years of my coaching practice, I wrote a book on uh, that theme, intuitive eating and living, a six-week program. And um, I knew at that point that I was going to be taking the direction of business coaching. And I had people in my audience come to me and say, do you do business coaching because your marketing is so good? You're doing so well in your business. Like, how are you doing it? And what came through was like, well, you know, yeah, I'm a natural marketer. Like, I love storytelling. I'm, you know, I'm good with words. I really understand messaging. Um, you know, I think that, that that's, I know that that's what has made this easy for me. Now, what I didn't have was evidence that I could coach people in business because I hadn't done that before. But I knew that I had at that point fifteen plus years in. You know marketing communications experience I knew that I had at that point you know built a six figure business on you know messaging alone and so I used a lot of my past experiences to support my evidence list knowing that those were the things that would support me to become who I wanted to become so first things first early stages is like really understand what is it that you are telling yourself and know that if you don't have the exact evidence, you get to build your evidence list, knowing that that will be the thing that supports you in feeling confident and enough and worthy to go ahead and take the next step. So then when we get to sort of the scaling to six-figure mark, uh, you may find that self-doubt creeps in because at this stage, you're starting to build maybe a team you might take on your first hire or you're really starting to hone in on what you want to be known for so you know you've done the early stages and now it's like okay I know who I am I know what I do I know how I do it and what comes with that is greater responsibility um there might be some self-doubt around you know thought leadership and really you know saying the things that you want to say about your work and your industry and that You know, it's obviously going to cause uh, potential self-doubt to come through. So this is where you really, again, want to build that evidence list and go deeper. I find that, you know, the scaling to six-figure mark is where we really get to chime into self-leadership. Really choosing to be the living embodiment of our work. And at this point, it, that is going to look like being able to set certain boundaries. It's, go, it's going to look like um, having, you know, clear boundaries around, you know, how you want to work and what you want to be known for and the kind of rooms that you want to be in, you know, who do you want to be? It's not all about what you're doing. It's it's who you're being. So how are you speaking to yourself? How are you acting, behaving? You know, how are you behaving with your clients? How are you supporting yourself? You know, what does your regulation practice look like? There's such a beautiful journey that we get to at that kind of approaching the six-figure mark, which really is about self-leadership, knowing that everything starts with you, I find at this stage, you know, daily mindset work is required daily mindset work, and then really allowing yourself to feed that into the body. And I also would say at this point, it's kind of the easiest time for us to forget the mindset work, because we've kind of hit that first goal, right? But like, well, like, you know, I'm making my 5k month. So, you know, okay, I'm halfway there to making 10, well, eight, which is 8333, which is, you know, a six figure mark per month. Um, you might find that you're like, well, I know what I'm doing because I'm already, you know, starting to make money and things are really working for me, and so you forget to do the things that maybe you were doing in the beginning, like mindset work, daily mindset work, because you kind of feel like you've got more figured out. And then what can happen is, you know, over time, of course, repetition is building that habit. The self doubt starts to creep in. Yeah. So I would say if you are at that at that stage in your business where you're scaling to the six figure mark do not forget your daily mindset work. It's going to be so important for you at this stage to keep doing the the basic stuff. I would consider like mindset work, you know, affirmations, mantras, you know, looking at what you're telling yourself. Is it true? If it's not true, what's a better story? You know, it's really about like understanding, you know, what what are the stories that you're telling yourself about, you know, your next level. Um, And so easy for us to forget that 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 part at this stage but actually it's really really important so that the self-doubt doesn't have um doesn't start to creep in so scaling to six figures evidence list and then really looking at storytelling so what are the stories you're telling yourself Uh, are they true if they're not true what's the better story really tuning into the story that you are creating and then making sure that you are the living embodiment of that truth the living embodiment of that work So then we get to scaling from six figures to multi-six and seven. Now at this stage, we are self-leading and we're also leading others. So what can come up here is self-doubt around management of a team, self-doubt around, you know, how easeful, you know, getting to that next level is going to be. There is going to be opportunities for you to Tune into the responsibilities of being a multi-six, seven-figure business owner. Because let's just be real here. Like there is so much more, you've got more skin in the game. Yeah, you've got more skin in the game. There's more responsibility. You're now not just showing up for your clients, but you're showing up for your team. And that's a big deal. So, you know, self doubt might creep in. And typically I see this of like, this actually feels really, really scary, you know, can I do this? Can I do this whilst, you know, simultaneously being able to support my family and be present with my family? Can I do this without working more hours? Because, you know, I'm already working, you know, the the amount that I would like to work. There's, you know, there's all of these things that come in and, you know, can I, can I do this? Can I actually, you know, hold this much? And so at this point, you really want to be anchoring into, again, evidence, but also here's where you really get to tune into how you desire to be a leader in your business, in your community, in the world. So for me, what really happened when I kind of hit that stage was that the only way I can describe it is that I grew up, you know, I really grew up. In order for me to be able to hold more in my business, I had to choose to stop sweating the small stuff. I had to choose that it was really, really safe for me to be held and that I was able to ultimately delegate things and elements in the business, that just it wasn't worthwhile me having my fingers in those pies. And in allowing myself to let go of those things, I was able to free up the space for me to then be who I wanted to be in the business. And this is something that I've seen happen And it definitely happened for me at this stage because the responsibility felt greater. I was trying to hold on to all the things like I just need my finger here and my fingers here. My fingers here. oh my God, I've got it. I've got all of this to do. And actually what was really, really supportive for me at that time was to move into my self-belief that I am worthy to be held. I am worthy to have people support me and my mission So it's turning it around. It's less actually about us at this stage. It's really about really feeling safe and worthy enough to ask for support and be supported. And then to add to this, this is the opportunity for the bigger story, right? It's like you've written your story at this point. But if you have that deep desire to really upgrade, what's going to happen is you're going to be upgrading all areas of your life. And so the self-worth piece here is I am worthy in my business. I am worthy in my life. I am worthy in my health. I am worthy in all of my being. I am worthy. And the reason for that is how we do one thing is how we do everything, right? So at this stage, again, bigger responsibility. It's like, well, if I'm going to be holding this in my business, what is the support that I need outside of my business so that I have the space and the time and the capacity to be who I want to be in my business. And how I do one thing is how I do everything. So I found that if I were, you know, picking up all of the detail in my business and trying to hold everything, where else was I doing that in my life? Yeah. And that looked like me asking for support outside of the business. And I often say like, I sort of have more support outside of the business than I do in the business. So that I can be who I desire to be. And I'm I'm very hands-on, you know, I'm in the sales process, but there are things that I just had to decide and stick to. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not for me. This is not for me to own anymore and get really, really safe that I am worthy enough to be held. So bringing it together, evidence, of course, evidence that you can do it, even though there's more responsibility, there's more skin in the game and making sure that you're really tuning into that bigger, bigger story of who you desire to be in the world, how you are leading yourself and how you are leading others, and what do you need to let go of in order to feel supported and worthy in your scaling and experience and growing into that next level. And then a couple of tools I share with my clients all the time. Is asking the question, like, what is the self doubt protecting me from? Like, ultimately, you know, it's never an inner critic, it's an inner protector. Like, what is that? What is the, you know, inner voice protecting me from? What am I afraid of? And something I play with a lot is like, how can I allow my desire to be greater than my fear? Because fear is always going to be there. Like, what if I get it wrong? What if I can't do it? That's going to be there at every single stage. So it's like, okay, well, what if I can get it right? And can I allow my desire to get it right and to succeed and to meet that goal to be greater than my fear? Because fear is always going to be there. So I kind of imagine this like energetically. It's like, here's my fear. And I'm like, okay, I feel it in the chest. Right. There it is. And I give it love and I give it compassion and I accept that it's there And I speak to it. It's like, I'm going to walk with you and we don't need to be afraid. And then I tune into the frequency of my desire and I feel the potency, like a bright white light, a golden light, like expanding bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's my desire. Yeah. My desire becomes greater than my fear when my fear is seen and witnessed and nurtured and told, we've got this, we're going to be okay. Okay. Then I often will look at where I'm at versus where I want to be and what is in the middle and how do I close that gap? So what are the beliefs? What's the stories that I'm telling myself? Are they helpful? If they're not helpful, what's a more helpful story? And then I write a series of mantras, affirmations that are really in line with that specific piece. Like, I am worthy to meet that next level of income. I am worthy to insert here. And so you really, really speak to like, it's safe for me. I'm worthy of this. And here are the reasons why. So anchoring into that. And then finally, um, and this is something I shared with my masterminders today as their CEO activation for the week. I write down all of the reasons that I am worthy just because. So not the things that I've achieved, not because, you know, I'm a this or that and I've hit this milestone, but because I am a human being that was born worthy. So I am worthy because I am kind. I am worthy because I care deeply about humans and potential. I am worthy because I, you know, am a morning person and love how it makes me feel to, you know, watch sun, sunrise every day. So it's not like I'm worthy because I wake up at 5am, right? That's the doing. It's the I'm worthy because I'm an early riser and I really enjoy like connecting, you know, with the earth at this time of the, of the day. So it's the real like I am worthy because this is who I am. This is who I am being versus this is what I'm achieving. And this is always so helpful as a gentle reminder of like you were born worthy. And then the final thing that comes to me and I share with clients all the time, it's so much of our worth is like, who am I to do this? And my response is like, who are you not to? Who has told you, you know, who you get to be? Because no one gets to tell you who you are. And the thoughts of like, who am I to do this? It's like, who are you not to? You are the only person that can dream up your dreams. I can't dream your dreams for you. I can support you with your vision and the how to make it happen. But ultimately, it's your dream, your dream. And if you can imagine those things, if you can see those things for you, and that's what you... Deeply desire, no one else is going to make that happen apart from you. So, no one gets to tell you who you are. And if you're thinking, who am I to do this? It's like, who are you not to? Do it for the world, do it for yourself, do it for your family. Something I've played around with so much when it comes to, you know, worth and finances and, and raising wealth. It's like, it's safe for me to be the person in my family who increases wealth in this way. You know, it's like, I don't have evidence that that's possible for me because no one in my family earns multi six figures. No one is has hit seven figures. No no one else really like runs a successful business or business of their own at all. So I don't have that evidence. So when I'm tuning into, you know, my own codes and beliefs, it's like it's safe for me to be the first person in my family to go to university, which is also true. It's safe for me to be the first person in my family, who hits this level of wealth, it's safe for me to surpass this income plateau that I have found myself in. It's safe for me to be that person in the world for me. And I think that this also kind of leads me to this second piece. It's like when we are attaching our worth to, to who we, you know, what we're doing, but for other people, like you're always going to lose yourself in that. You know, I don't do what I do for anyone other than for me. Of course, there is the mission, there's the impact. But ultimately, it's, you know, my fulfillment, my pleasure, my joy. And so, final thing, like, where are you attaching worth based on others' opinions? Where are you attaching worth, you know, based on who you've been told to be? You know, what other people maybe see as success? You know, I do this for me because it fulfills me. No one around me cares, really, You know, if I said to my now fiance, like, listen, I actually think I'm just going to not work for a bit and, you know, I don't know, go back to uni or be like, cool. Okay, well, whatever. Let's support you in that. How do we, how do we make that work? You know, it's like you get to want to do the things that you do. You get to want to have more impact just for you. More wealth, just for you. You know, more kindness, more generosity, just for you. Not because you think it will make you look better or seem better in the world or, you know, people will like you more. Because let me tell you, you know, not everyone is going to like you, even for you being you, you know. So I hope this has been helpful. Mindset at every stage and building self-worth at every stage is something that, you know, it comes up a lot. It comes up in myself. And as I shared with a client this week, like, listen up, let's not make you wrong here. Yeah, let's not make you wrong that you're feeling this way. You're human. And this is normal. And it's a very, very normal part of business at every single stage, because you know, there's responsibilities, there's fear, it's normal. You know, business by nature is not the most regulating space, right? It's uncertain. And yeah, you know, it can feel scary at times. I hope this has helped. If you have any questions, please come and find me over on the gram. You can find me at Pandora Paloma underscore. I'd love to share more with you. I love hearing from my community. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please do rate and review. It really does help to get more and more people listening to these episodes. Thank you so much and sending big love from my corner of the world to yours.